The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And of course, we're going to be talking about hard assets that will protect you and preserve wealth against the inflation and against uh, all the risks that we're seeing in the market. And this includes all types of hard assets like gold, silver, and, and of course, natural fancy colored diamonds. Just as the week is ending here, Jerry, on a Friday, we got a nice pop in silver. What did you make of that? That was a bit of a surprise, actually. I I actually just listened to a blog report where someone was saying it's not going anywhere for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, we were anticipating job figures. So a lot of news happened. A lot of news pieces, news items came out this week. Obviously, the, the Fed, they raised interest rates another 75 basis points up to 4% now. But then we had the non-farm payrolls in the U.S., uh, which is the amount of people, uh, jobs were, that were added. Um, and Zero Hedge does a great job in, in un- <clears throat> and, and you know, opening, that, opening that up and really looking, to, looking into those numbers because payrolls went up and unemployment rate also spiked as well. So there was a big disparity. But, you know, there was an expectation that if the payroll data came out stronger than anticipated, which it did, that the that it would justify further rate hikes and therefore the yields the US yields will spike and then put pressure on gold and silver so a massive surprise we're seeing gold up almost 2 3% today silver's up almost 7% in one day alone and this is actually um you know it could be the un- unemployment rate that that spikes um but actually it could be technical as well gold printed a triple bottom over the last uh, month and a half, two months, which is a technical, uh, a technical pattern showing that you know gold's hitting the support level of sixteen fifteen, not just once, twice, three times, massive support level. Despite seeing other asset classes, anything non-dollar denominated, uh, going down, stock markets are going down. Gold is very resilient during this time, and we're seeing the fruits of of the the. Uh, the demand, the fruits of huge buying coming from central banks, the the World Gold Council reported, um, you know, who's buying this, Jeremy? Who is buying gold and silver today? Yeah, you're you're uh, transitioning here nicely to an article I saw that uh, came across Bloomberg that said gold market roiled as mystery buyer waves in three hundred tons. Did you take that article too? Uh, and they, on the same page. And in the article, they talk about this idea of um, what you were just talking about, about the the cycles and how long gold kind of stays in a good position, right? Mm-hmm. So I see you've done the breakdown here. Yeah. What, did, what do they again. mean? What were they talking about? They're basically saying, um, you know, they say the duration measure. What's this duration measure and how does it work? Simply put, the analysis on duration shows that gold is relatively in a safe place to be in in this currency cycle. Um, and the currency cycle we're talking about is the Fed's uh, three-year current Fed cycle of raising interest rates and the expectations to do so and having impact on stocks, which are the, right now the worst place to be, especially with 
non-dollar currencies falling between the two. Gold has an empirical duration of just th over three years, as you mentioned, in this current Fed cycle compared to stocks with at 7.1 years and non-dollar currencies that make up the G10 that has a duration of 5.3. So overall, gold is a safer bet as, a, as, you know, if you look at this chart from Bloomberg, safer bet, gold has shown that it has the least sensitive to Fed moves. And we all need to be prepared for these Fed moves. They're trapped. We, we saw the the quote, I mean, they raise interest rates, if I can transition to that, Jeremy, yeah, real quick. Um, so the Federal Reserve, uh, they raised interest rates, uh, 75 basis points, uh, gold price fell uh, after that after that action. So initially, they raised rates, and his comments were initially taken as dovish. So gold and other risk assets jumped. So gold jumped and started to take off. And then right after that, the mood changed, really soured when, when Powell said that the, the Fed has some way to go in tightening the policy and that interest rates may be higher than previously ex expected. So the yield spiked over 5.14%. Uh, so he was really two-faced in this, in this Fed meeting. The commentary was just exactly what we anticipated, saying one thing and then saying the other, playing both sides. This is a clear case of how, how trapped the Federal Reserve and all central banks currently are. Yeah, the, the number 18778-SILVER and the website guildhallwealth.com. The Fed is full of it, man. They're full of it. You know, they, they can, you know, this is a Federal Reserve and maybe Powell is, Jerome Powell is special, but Bernanke couldn't see the subprime company. He said, oh no, it's contained. And now, just as you said, that they still have some ways to go, quote unquote, and incoming data since our last meeting suggests the ultimate level of interest rates will be higher than previously expected. Okay, here's, here's my take on, on the things that he's saying. Um, let, let me just reiterate this. Mm -hmm. as I, this is his quote. As I've said in the last two press conferences, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases as we approach the level of interest rates that will be sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal. There is a significant uncertainty around the level of interest rates. Even so, we still have some ways to go in incoming data, as we mentioned. So here's my problem. You're saying you eggheads at the Fed can't figure out what the level of inflation rate has to be to fight inflation? Mm -hmm. You don't have the data? You can't see it for yourselves? You're in the dark grappling and all you have are meetings that you can discuss these things? I'm, I'm not using air quotes. I could. Mm -hmm. It's, come on. It's Just say you don't know. Just say you're committed to raising rates because the banks are losing money because the real negative interest rate because real-world inflation is probably 15. You guys are at three-something, mm -hmm. and these banks are losing money. Although, at the same time, I just saw that uh, Wells Fargo is firing a bunch of people because loans are down something like 70% year over year. Mm -hmm. A lot of mortgage brokers. So, you know, maybe they're going to get their slowdown. Again, if you can't, as a Federal Reserve chairman, say, we need to get to da-da-da, give me a range. Mm -hmm. We need to get to 7%, guys. You know, we need to get to 8%. If the inflation rate, as we call it, is 9%, 10%, we need to get 
interest rates up to nine, ten percent, mm -hmm. and then we can be data dependent. But just just to blankly say we're just gonna we're committed to continuing on this course. Mm -hmm. A is, lot of sugar is, is massive BS. I, this is like. Uh... Gaslighting 101. I don't even know how many <laughs> other areas were being gaslighted. Look, we were look at this. The payroll. Going back to that, the payroll smashed expectations, and zero hedge. Tyler Durden does a great job in the first line, saying the Bureau of Lies and Statistics has done it again at a time when the best-paying tech companies are mass laying off double digits of their workforce. Just ask Twitter today. We've smashed expectations. They were anticipating 200,000 jobs opening in the States. It was 261. But if you break down the numbers, we realize, wait a minute, you lost, you lost, uh, so you added 164,000 part-timers, but you lost 433,000 full-time workers. So this was the spike in unemployment. So we're being gaslit here, gaslit with inflation. Everything is rosy. We're going to do everything that we could, that we can to fight inflation and bring Jer this down. So I was just trying to go through the figures as to where was hired. We saw a lot of service industries that were hired, some manufacturing, um, a lot of hotel workers being hired on. I'm thinking, okay, well, a hotel is a 24-hour business. So you could, you could have been working your 9 to 5, and they'll go jump and work in work in the evening overnight at a hotel. I I, lit, I, I was um, with a client last night. Uh, they're in kind of the construction business, and someone was looking to. They were looking to hire someone full time. Someone was basically moonlighting. A uh, very kind of good job. You shouldn't need a second job, but he was kind of trying to moonlight part time because the expenses are getting too high now. Hmm. In just in general life, you know, he's got to he's got to end up working a, an extra part time job, and you shouldn't have to with this type of job that he had. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, a six figure plus job. So it's it's getting it's getting strange out there. Very strange. Gold and silver are hedges against risk. They're hedges against inflation. There's a finite amount of gold. It is not infinitely divisible like like cryptocurrencies. And it has an innate value, and it's been around for thousands of years. You can, you can name the civilization, and gold has existed through that and after that. After civilizations left, they, they, they are no longer in existence. Gold is still around. So that really provides stability in an unstable world, and I think it's very important. And I know I sleep at night having physical gold at home. Not at home, but you know, in my in my portfolio, and it has to be physical. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. You don't want exposure to to gold. You don't want exposure to counterparty risk. You want the actual physical product. That includes silver too. We'll talk about silver in in the next segment as well. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, it's got to be physical. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. Coming up, what does a Dutch central banker say about balance sheets and gold coming up on the real money show we'll be right back you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 toronto 
Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Yes, guys, gold is protection. There's no doubt about it. It golds up something like 370-something percent in U.S. dollars over the last 20 years. That, that destroys inflation over the last 20 years, and that's what you're looking for. You want to make sure that in five years' time, and I'm not talking month-to-month, or even necessarily year to year. I'm talking about over a, over a five to 10 year period, you're going to see that your purchasing power is being retained by having some physical gold in your portfolio. Now, uh, Jerry, you mentioned in the last segment about the, uh, or you, you pointed to me about uh, the, the governor of the Dutch Central Bank. So he was, he was uh, having an interview um, in Holland, and the the interviewer kind of questioned the credibility of the central bank given all of the money that they had printed, which is very interesting. And he quickly mentioned that they have gold on their accounts, and they have a gold revaluation account, which is essentially kind of a contingency plan to revalue gold if needed. And right at the end, he, the, the interviewer said, but we don't want to sell gold. And he said, no, we don't want to sell gold. And I read this headline, Jerry. I said, yeah, duh, I've been saying this forever. Nixon didn't have to, didn't have to release the gold standard. He could have said, let's revalue gold and we can pay back our debts. We don't have to give people the gold at $35 an ounce. We've been printing money for decade plus, you know, uh, for this Vietnam War and whatnot. We, we just revalue gold against our dollar, which basically says the dollar's dropping. But of course, that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to get the, the, the central bank power over the mm-hmm. printing press. Right. And um, Mark Moss, you know Mark Moss. He works with um, Kiyosaki. Yeah. And uh, he pointed out this uh, website, although it's really good on Instagram. It's called WTF Happened 1971. You have to check it out. And it's just an entire feed of charts of everything that occurred after 1971. Mm, Things like the amount of uh, the age that or the amount of people age 25 to 29 living at home. The amount of divorces, the amount of uh, women having babies out of out of wedlock, the age at which people get married—we're talking just crazy things. But you you recognize that it happens right at the point of 1971. Everything starts to completely change. Just erode. So here we are, 2022, and we're dealing with the repercussions of all of this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the central uh, the central banker of of Holland basically saying. No, 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 we're not insolvent. We've got gold. Mm-hmm. We can revalue it, and then we can cover our debts with that. That's right. That is the solution, and we've seen that solution being employed in Russia when they pegged their currency. We saw in, right away it was a solution that backstopped the ruble. The ruble at the before that was completely tanking. The confidence was shot. The markets were shot, but they, when they pegged, you brought back stability almost right away, Jeremy. It was like... You didn't have to wait for this transition to happen. And then trade continued. So we see this, you know, we, we're seeing this pegging of the currency. The currency ultimately is that problem. 
is the focal point for us at Guildhall to convert out of the paper currencies that we are denominating our value, our wealth in, our home in, to convert it out of the old system, out of the fiat failing central bank experiment, experimental currency, and into a monetary hard asset, gold that is tier one capital. Tier one meaning it is zero risk. According to the Bank of International Settlements, settlements, tier one capital means there is no risk. No, it does not offer yield. The yield is a reward for taking risks. So gold does not offer that yield. It is subtle and it's powerful for your portfolio to stay away. It's a stiff arm from these malpractices, the misinformation, um, all of the lies, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. We don't need your gauge to tell us that something's wrong. Your 9% inflation, it's a lot higher than that. It, it, yeah, it, 18778 Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com, and you have to consider some physical precious metals in your portfolio. It doesn't have to be 100%, you know, but think about getting something uh, in your hand and starting that process. And, you know, comfort breeds confidence, and maybe you can build up to that 15% that Bitson and Associates talk about in terms of having a proper diversification of your portfolio. So uh, I, I didn't tell you this. I had a uh, a call this morning with a gentleman who contacted us and he said, I've been listening to your ads and what's this talk about uh, markets and corruption? What do you, what do you mean? I said, okay. Um, and I just kind of started. I said, well, let's talk about the federal reserve. <laughs> you know, it's private, right? You know that they, they, just print money and then they send it to the treasury and then the treasury owes interest on it to a private corporation. But they're called federal, Jeremy. Right. And you know that the only way to pay back interest is to get that extra money from somewhere so they invented income tax. And we're paying 30, 40% income tax, 13% on everything after that for HST, and then in, they have the, the gall to make inflation somehow environmental fault. I, I don't know what it is, but apparently it's there. It wasn't, it wasn't our fault, but they don't want to admit that it was their fault, trillions of dollars printed. And then, and so then you're paying on the inflation too, because they say inflation's at, at 8%. They're only giving you 3%, 4% at the bank. And then real world inflation's at 15, so you're at a loss mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of 8% right there. So, you know, that's 60% of your, of your income gone. 60%. I guarantee if you go back to 1971 and start looking at charts, you, people were not paying that sort of income rate, uh, income tax rate in 1971. And I bet houses cost less than $100,000. So don't tell me that that's not corrupt. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely corrupt. It's it. Yes, it started. Yes, it it happened in full in 1971, when the central bankers got full control over the printing press. Mm -hmm. But you'd have to go back to 1913 to see the corruption over the Constitution. It's unconstitutional to have this Federal Reserve there. That's right. And yet, and yet, everyone is is um, drooling when it comes time to hear Powell say something like, "Well, we have to have meetings to discuss." if the interest rates should keep going up because we're not sure how much it should go up. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Like, stop the madness. Mm -hmm. Just 
even if you have cash under the bed, they can destroy the, the purchasing power of it. Mm -hmm. You can't do that with gold. You no. got to get the golden shield. And that's why central banks around the world, if you look at the countries through the world gold counts of the countries that are, that are getting involved, these are massive countries who have amassed over 300, not contracts, physical gold bullion in the forms of bars allocated to the owners, allocated to the countries. That was just uh, recently 300 trillion, uh, 300, 300 tons. tons. And not to mention India, who last, last week I mentioned the amount of importing India has done in one month alone was 54 million ounces of physical silver being drained out of the West, heading East. This is why we're seeing premium spike. This is why we're seeing shortages in this market here in North America. Go on to other websites, you know, contact us and find out what inventory we have. We have a very good inventory. And we, we continue to get, thankfully, with Paul's wizardry when it comes to um, getting the product in from the various wholesalers that we deal with, having the turnaround immediately, getting the bullion in your RSP, which is which where it matters most. We have to have that product in within a certain period of time. And we get that product before the deadline it, within RSPs and Liras because the regulators want to see that the product is in there. So we do, a, we do a job of balancing this, but we have to temper with your expectations. We, we understand that you need to get the bullion now, that this is a, this is a risky time to be in, but you have, to in, you have to understand what is going into the pricing of these premiums, why we're seeing rising premiums. The spot price is the culprit here. The, 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 the crosshairs is on, this growing, is on this dwindling spot price. The spot price we get from London. The spot price is where we get, we get it from New York. And we're seeing the COMEX and London markets are being drained of their physical. They may have to tap into the eligible contracts and the eligible bullion that's in there. That's earmarked for entities, families, so ETFs. Yeah, just very quickly on that. There, so the COMEX, they've got the registered and eligible. You, you want to discuss the differences between the two? So the registered is ready for delivery. Product that can be delivered immediately if need be. Eligible, it sounds like it's ready to go, but it's not. It's already earmarked for entities, institutions, merchants. You, you can't access it. Eligible can become registered if you know, at a particular price or coercion. Who knows how that, well, those I, ounces would be made available. Yeah, I guess eligible might be something like if there's a product in an ETF, it would be it's at the vault, so it's considered eligible. And if there's sales out of the ETF, then that eligible product that's been sold out of the ETF could be moved over to registered so that someone else could take delivery Correct. of their product. Correct. But it is levered up. There's not an, a one-to-one -one ratio of, you know, you could call up the comics and say, I want delivery of my product. It's, it's no, 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 we've got paper promises. I think it's like, it's pretty extreme again. I thought it was coming down, but it seems extreme again. Yep. But, you know, ultimately there's a... There's a limited supply that comes out on a monthly basis of precious metals. So you have a steady supply, but it's a limited supply. And then you have the demand, which can outstrip that very quickly. And that's, so it's not to say that there's, you know, you can kind of play with it a little bit. Does that mean there's a shortage? 
Eh, it depends. It's like it's not that there's a shortage. It's just that there's a limited supply and there's more demand. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should not maybe say shortage per se, but just that there's heavy, heavy demand for the physical. And of course, if the price is going to be very low, then you can buy a lot more. If the price of silver was double, then you would be buying half as much, which would essentially double our supply <laughs> because you're buying half as much. You you can't uh, you can't afford as much. So it's kind of interesting, and at the same time, Jerry, you you heard Paul say we got we got an order in this week, a uh, day or two ago, that we'd ordered back in August, ordered in August, ordered and paid for, and it took until basically November to get that product. So that just kind of tells you the type of demand out there that's out there and how much buying and purchasing you have to do in order to keep that stream alive. So it also kind of makes you change the concept of, of better to be a month early than a day late, because it's not just about being early before the market takes off. You know, we saw a nice move today. You'd definitely want to be in early on that, but also to be able to get in early. So you're not part of that panic, you know, like toilet paper during COVID. It's like you just you want to be prepared so that you don't have to worry about those type of panics. So better to be a month early than a day late. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. It's the Real Money Show on AM six forty. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of six forty Toronto. Welcome back to the Real Money Show on AM640. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we are talking about real money, not currency. Currency is something that you can create out of thin air, and it's something that people believe has value until the day that they don't believe it has value. And it's interesting, Jerry, because I'll have conversations with people, and I'll say, what's the value of the Canadian dollar? And they'll say, I think it's uh, 70 cents against the, the U.S. I said, oh, great. What's the value of the U.S. dollar? I don't know. Said, okay, so what we've established by analogy is there's two boats anchored to each other, but not anchored mm-hmm. in the ocean. It's dark. It's cloudy. We have no idea where we are. But I know... I'm, I know where the U.S. dollar is because I'm attached to it, and they know where I am, but we don't know where we are. Mm-hmm. It's uncharted territory. Right. So if you don't know the value of the dollar, you don't know if, it's being, if, if your purchasing power is being robbed from you because you don't know the value of anything. And so, uh, you know, you, you go, you sit there and say, well, a coffee used to cost 50 cents. Now it's like three bucks. Uh, and that's not a latte. That's like a coffee. And, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, wh- how did that happen? And can you say, well, that's reality. That's just reality. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. It's thievery. That's right. And it's, not, it, it's not a shortage of coffee beans. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. I just think that you need to know the value of things. And that's very important with, with gold. It's like price is what you pay and value is what you get. Gold is cheap right now. You know what the cost of production is. You know what the cost of production is on silver. It's somewhere around $19. Maybe some can do it a little less. But 
for silver, it's around 19 bucks. And when oil was much cheaper back in 2016, right. it was like $14. Right. So it's not going to get cheaper to bring it out of the ground. That's a physical commodity, and it takes blood, sweat, and tears and energy to get it out. So there's a limit to where the price is going to be on the downside, which is why you're seeing higher premiums now. And that's why when people start to realize, wait a minute, my currency is not buying me anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they've raised the coffee price to five bucks, and, you know, it, it's going to get it's going to get quite burdensome. burdensome. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Thank you. And, uh, and um, it, you're going to need to protect yourself. And if you can't see it coming, then you need to start learning about it. And we're seeing, we're seeing the effects uh, on you know, the cost of living effects on, on our daily living. Look, we're seeing the teachers on strike here in Toronto. They're asking My for dad more called money. that one, by the way. Um, then we're going to have other unions. Your dad also, Paul also mentioned, watch the, you know, when the, when the garbage, uh, when the garbage uni unions go on strike, or you see the garbage on the street. Um, the rail workers union in the U.S. failed to come to an agreement. They may go on strike in the, the mid-month. And how are they going to end up giving, paying for the higher wages? Exactly. They cannot. Um, it's either through taxation or we'll see some, you know, some other method of, of payment. But um, we're seeing the effects globally on the cost of living going through the roof. And look, you know, a lot of clients are bringing to our attention that, you know, and we're seeing that the reports that the diesel shortage in the U.S. that is about 21 days out. We have 21. The U.S. has 21 days left of diesel fuel. I mean, there is a, a strategic allocation somewhere for diesel. Um, but if we saw anything with this administration in the U.S., what they're doing is selling strategic oil in the U.S. to keep prices down. I mean, they're saying it could be other reasons, but we know the midterms are coming up on Tuesday in the United States. So November, we're in for it's a, a Hail Mary pass to be using strategic oil reserves to try to get the price down when the Saudis won't give it to you. And you were you were energy independent two years ago. Mm -hmm. And now everything is well, we this is a war a green war and we need to have uh, electric vehicles that are going to be charged off of what nuclear well they're shutting down nuclear in places in europe so it it's like fuels. a weird massive boomerang that's that's occurring in that sense it totally is and it and this is just a, a type of clown show that we're living in after going back to the jobs data this this morning going through the figures on who's adding jobs who's losing jobs there was a report from npr.org that we could possibly see an, a cooling of inflation if we allow the the house the the employment uh, market and the, the employment to cool in in October. So they're, what they're saying is let's allow employment to drop. Okay, let's, let's have a drop in employment so that we can cool off inflation. Okay, let's so lose your job. So let's let's just let's sit down. Let's sit down and I can't. let's put our hands to our heads together. <laughs> our hands together. Yes, let's just pray. <laughs> let's just pray, Jerry. Let's just put them together and pray. Heads down. I think that's what the Federal Reserve does. Um, Hail Marys. Hail Marys. No. Okay. They shut the economy down for two years, and they printed unfathomable amounts of currency and then they tell you inflation is transitory because we're opening things up again and when the inflation happens they tell you the only way to fight this inflation 
of the money, the of the currency that we printed to keep you locked in your home is to shut the economy down again. It's to basically slow the economy again. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. In other words, what, they, what they're essentially at the extreme recommending here as, a, as an economic policy is they would like to see another shutdown. But this time, a shutdown where they don't print the money and everybody is taxed the money to pay it back. Mm -hmm. Vicious cycle. Again, you didn't need the money from the government during COVID and you took it. But the government printed way more than they ever gave to you. And now we're paying for it. Now, the question really is, how do we hold anybody accountable for it? My answer is, you're not going to, but what you can do is reserve and preserve your own purchasing power. And you do that by holding a finite asset that's been around for thousands of years. Broken record, broken record. You, you, you know, hear me now, listen yeah. to me later. You can buy it now, or you can wait till it's $50 in silver and can't get a hold of it, or you can protect your wealth today. So you really need to be considering that, and you can do it directly. Just buy a little bit direct and take it home. Call us, come to the office, um, go online at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Um, you can put it into your registered account. You can hold it in a TFSA, physical, allocated, segregated. It's yours. You own it directly. No one else has a claim on it. It's yours. You can have it in your RSP, your Lira, your LIF, your RIF. You can, once you're taking your payments from the RIF, you can take the gold or silver as part of your payments from the RIF. That just proves that this is actual physical product that's held outside the banking system with Brinks. It's worth looking into. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show on AM640. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, how easy is it to actually get in, get gold in your registered account? It's very easy, Jeremy. It's very sim sim seamless and simple, and we've come up with the strategy on doing so. Our procedures are just down pat. We, we can literally do this in our sleep, Jeremy. It's about a 15-minute call, so it's, it's establishing your account. So majority of Canadians already have a registered plan somewhere at some institution. So we would email you a checklist of things to have ready for a 15-minute phone call. Once, we, once you have all those items, we have that call. We mirror the exact account that you have. We would open up if it's an RSP or if it's a Lira, RESP or TFSA. We would open those accounts, would upload documentation that you have already sent to us, ID, uh, for example, having statements handy. And then we would initiate the funding of that account. So it would usually be a transfer request, and we'll get on top of that for you. We're noticing a lot of institutions are slower than others, a lot of um, you know back and forth. We handle every step of the way. You leave it with us. You don't have to contact your banks. You can do that if you like. Contact your institution if you want to get it going along. But Guildhall and, and, our, and our team at the transfer department will get this done sooner than later. We're seeing on average it takes anywhere from two to four weeks to have funds moved over. 
But we're here. The, with the you four week side is, is if you're getting pushback in some kind of way. And I'm, we are I'm actually pushback. seeing some where it's coming in pretty quick as well. Like I've seen some that come in inside of two weeks. But, yeah. but usually Surprising. it takes about two and a half But weeks. once the funds do arrive and they do land, then we have that uh, follow-up phone call with you. We contact you to discuss acquisition. We talk about what's going on in the market, what's available, what the pricing looks like. We agree. We pr provide you with the transaction confirmations for your review. If everything looks okay, then Paul gets to work to allocate within the vault. What happens at the vault? It's literally moving product that we already have, moving it from one side of the vault to yours and in approximately... Um, Jeremy's, you're on the ball with the bar, bar numbers, by the way. Jeremy will email you the itemized inventory report that shows the bars that are dedicated to you, the owner. Not to Guildhall, not to any other entity. These belong to you because how do you know that? You can go to the vault and audit those bars yourself. If it, if it wasn't yours, you're not, you're not allowed to audit people's gold. If it was my gold, you can't see mine. So you could do that. That wraps up the entire thing. You have gold allocated in your RSPs. And, and it's held in a vault facility outside the banking system. And should you require, decide, you know what, I'm going to pay my withholding tax and my RSP, you can pay the withholding tax and take delivery of that specific product. If it's a TFSA, there's no withholding tax. Um, and it's one of those things where you have this, you know, we're working with a brokerage, you know, then, then the product is stored outside the banking system. And then you have the ability to take delivery if you wanted. So it's kind of like having two firewalls and a parachute. Mm -hmm. um, much different than having uh, an ETF, a uh, pool account, a uh, gold-backed fund, anything where you have exposure to the market, but you don't actually own anything. And it might be a little cheaper to get in because you're not paying any premiums for because you're not buying anything, but you're still paying storage for product that you don't own. And you might still be paying management fees for products that you don't, that own. You don't own. Whereas with this, all, there's no management fees. You purchase the product, you're just paying your storage, um, and that's it. And it's it's a nominal cost. Absolutely. Um, I can't tell you how many people have you know gone to the vault. We've done video audits and personal audits. It's an absolute joy to be able to offer people that ability, um, that safety, that safety net that you're looking for. People want to get out of the financial system, off of the SWIFT digital system. Um, when you have governments and our government signing you know, bills to, to potentially bail in, Canadians are awake to this. People want to hear how we can uh, pivot, pro properly pivot my wealth away from the potentials. We're not saying that, it could ha that it's going to happen, but it could potentially happen. This is why w gold and silver are wealth insurance. It's decoupled from currencies, decoupled from financial systems, institutions, risks, plus it's liquid. Gold bears the number one market cap globally, bigger than any market in the world, number one. Silver is number seven. You have immediate liquidity. Whenever you want to buy, sell, you pick up that phone, you contact us, and we get that product sold, and the funds, the proceeds, whether it be in U.S. dollars or Canadian funds, are back. And Canadian dollar, ladies and gentlemen, is up. You're holding loonies. The Bank of Can the Canada actually revealed that they had a great, uh, a great uh, addition in jobs this Friday, as we're recording, uh, Canada actually anticipated a, a lot of expected about 16,000, I believe, or 12,000 jobs added or 10, um, 100,000 jobs, full-time jobs added in, in Canada. 
Whereas last year, last month, I believe, or two months ago, we lost 10,000 jobs. So quite the turnaround. And on the, on the back of that, we're seeing a rising of the loony. So you got some purchasing power now for your loony to take advantage of rolling out and into gold and silver. And of course, if you have any other questions, uh, top of mind, you can give us a call, contact us, and we're happy to walk you through that. We've even got a three-minute video that shows you how it all works. And again, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Now, something that you cannot hold in a registered account is a natural fancy colored diamond. Now, that's a hard asset. It is concentrated wealth. It is extremely rare. Now, it's not as liquid. But it is an amazing way to preserve wealth long term and talk about family wealth as well, right, Jerry? One hundred percent. This is one of the ways that many of our many of our families, uh, family, um, you know, clients who are um, you know managing uh, the family's wealth trusts are putting a portion of the reserves into a natural fancy color diamond to concentrate the wealth to really shrink shrink that wealth down to allow it to be movable. You can literally move 50, 100, 500,000 in the palm of your hand, but it's a beautiful, rare asset. A pink diamond is something so rare that we are seeing record-breaking auctions happening almost every week now, Jeremy. It's just like one after the other. And even in the Yellowstones, Vivid Yellows, you just posted an amazing video of a 106, 106 Vivid, a beautiful diamond that, that can add some wealth, some capital-preserving wealth in your portfolio because they're negatively correlated to the printing of our currencies, Jeremy. Yeah, and what I've noticed about them over the years is that, um, you know, the first, they, that they become an investment over time. The first five years, you get a sense of where it's going. Uh, Ten years, you kind of say, oh, I'm, I, could, I could make money if I sell it. And it's not that you're going to sell it in a day, but you can say, yeah, I, I can make money selling this now. And then in 20 years, you're, you're looking back saying, I can't believe I paid that much for that in right. terms of how, how, how little I paid for, for something. So it really becomes something that once you sell, it's very difficult to get back into the market. So it is one of these um, wealth preservers and wealth builders for an overall portfolio. And you don't always have to have everything be liquid. You know, People own real estate, it's not liquid. That's mm -hmm. not a liquid asset either. But this does not have any of the trappings. There's, It's a completely private transaction. And besides the HST, there's literally no cost to own it. Any last thoughts, Jerry? 100%, once that diamond becomes from a hole to an investment, that means you're in the money. And Gildall has a track record of once that diamond has graduated to become an investment, we can find that right buyer for you. We can suit a new buyer, a new holder, a new investment, a new family with that very stone. We've had uh, a handful of, of good success stories for people who have, who have held the diamond for seven, 10 years. Um, who may need to, you know, park it into something else or looking at some property or whatever the case may be. We can do this. And the thing with Guildhall Diamonds is that they are investment-grade stones. We go after the best of the best. And with that, you are, we are, you're taking the guesswork out of it. Re leave it with us. These diamonds are owned by Guildhall, and all you're doing is assuming you're, you're going to be converting out of your paper into a beautiful natural fancy color diamond. Coupling it with your precious metals is the way to go. It's all about hard assets, crash-proofing your portfolio, protecting yourself about uh, with the with regard to the things to come in terms of the economy. Give us a call. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. This has been the Real Money Show on AM six forty, and we look forward to speaking with you next week. 
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.